the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast calling for lots of sunshine the rest of the afternoon into the early evening. Clear skies await this evening in the low of 57. Throw open the windows, air out the house a little bit. Tomorrow, sunny for a while, kind of cloudy the rest of the afternoon, and a high of 74. We'll take it. Phillies are at Atlanta tonight, start a series, 7-20, first pitch. They're five games out of a playoff spot, 14 games to go, so they really got to go on a tear here. Good thing is that, uh, you know, it's so mathematically possible, and one game at a time, not looking good, but then again, you stay focused on the thing right in front of you, and hopefully that leads to some good wins and some success before it's all said and done. We're hoping to get a player or two from the Phils on the program, by the way, hopefully before the season is through. Monday Night Football, Cleveland over the Jets last night. Flyers lost 3-1 to the Islanders in preseason hockey. That's the first game for the Flyers in the preseason. They have a half a dozen games or so, and then the regular season gets going in uh, October. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's the first Friday in October. Joe Harnett, the hardest-working producer in Philadelphia radio between 402 and 458. 50 is hanging out today. Joe, you doing all right, man? How's that coffee treating you? That coffee is very good, Tim. Thank ah, you very much. My mom, yes. I meant to say, kind of shoved it in at the end of the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just ran out of time. But yesterday, my mom would have been 89. Yes. So I just want to tell, say it again on this side of the show. That I love her very much. She passed four years ago. Mm. And as Celine Dion said, I'm everything I am because you love me. You know, yeah. our mom, well, and the thing I loved about my mom, many things. The best thing is she pointed me to the Lord. She was also um, an amazing cook. Greek food, mm. like you name it. Really? Precision recipes, handwritten down to the T. She would, she would like. If you saw her work, it was almost like surgery at the, at the kitchen table or multiple tables while she was working. Wow. But she'd be the kind of like, if she knew you were coming over, Joe, yeah. she's like, well, Joe, like, what kind of pie do you like? Um, you know, the only pie I really do eat would be apple pie if there's vanilla ice cream. All right. But if, but if let's say, let's say you like blueberry cheesecake uh, and, boy, pe- I like cheesecake. and pecan pie also. And she knew you were coming over, she'd make one of each just in case you were in the mood for one of the three. Wow. That's the kind of person she was. Wow. Didn't want Joe to come over and be disappointed. <laughs> that is a beautiful human being. Yeah. So she was a true servant. Yeah. And one of the things I loved her about the most was she was also really a great friend to me. She played games. She played Scrabble, especially. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we would play other games, card games and stuff, word games too, make words out of words. But I can tell you literally, till till the end, I can't remember a single time in my life 
where she went to bed before I did. That if I wanted to play one more game of Scrabble, and those aren't short games. Yeah, no, Scrabble, that's, uh, that is, it that can take can a while. Long, yeah. I don't remember a single time she said, maybe we should go to bed. It's getting kind of late. <laughs> Anything to spend time yeah. with her son right. and have a little popcorn, a little snack, and be together. That's so, a blessing. That's I, a blessing. I love it. And she used to come to all of my sporting events, too. Ah. She would get her little notebook out, and she would write in the, you know, she would even come to me. I mean, 10th grade high school baseball. She'd be like, I'd come over to her. She's in her chair, and she's like, so I, she's writing down the numbers of the opposing team as best as she can. And she's just adding, just in her little tablet in her own little way. And every now and again, she'd call me over, like, what, do I have the score right? And very invested in just quietly being a presence. And I, I can't tell you how much, obviously, you know, years later, I remember she was at so many of the things I did, right. you know, but she wasn't the parent that was jumping up. She was, you would never hear. Maybe she would cheer for me, but she was not inserting herself into the story. She was truly Joe, whatever you want to do. She truly had joy doing what you wanted to do. The game you wanted to play, the food you wanted to eat. Mm. She literally loved being uh, available to her. It's not just myself, but my, my dad and our kid and my, my siblings. So, Wow. Yeah. Amazing. That's a, that's a wow. It's it it is and it, so I just wanted to I you can see now why I couldn't fit that in the last 30 seconds of the show yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted yeah. to state that yesterday was the anniversary of her passing. Uh I mean um it was her birthday. She would have been 89. So anyway, I'm very grateful to God. I say that often that he allowed me to have a mom like that for most of my life and in a very real way. I'll visit her gravesite every now and again and I I've told him this my wife, my kids in a very real way, you know, her life continues to live on. Sure. Um, and can t- guarantee you if she were alive now, she would be uh, appointment listening, they call mm-hmm. it. She would have her feet up and she'd have her knitting and she'd be listening from four o'clock, top of the news, all the way to Jim Maxim at the end. No question. That's the kind of mom. <laughs> Not from 402 to 458.50. No, she would even listen to Jim right through five <laughs> o'clock and probably the beginning of Alistair Begg and <laughs> however long. Yes. So. As long as there was a chance. I'm telling you, Joe, when I used to work on our sister station, 990, which yes. is News Talk now, yes. it was the Christian music station slash Christian teaching and talk pro- right. programs, like right. WFIL is. Right. When I first started at WZZD, now NTP, 20, it was 1988, 31 years ago, I actually worked part-time at 990, doing the, the proverbial graveyard shift running programs to midnight to six, yeah. and there might be like a 30-minute music block tucked in there somewhere. My mom would be in her chair listening with the radio low with one eye open, one eye closed, and then she would turn it up and she would... Actually, she would turn it up at the end of the programs. All I was saying was, the preceding program was sponsored by so-and-so. Please let them know you heard them on WZZD. Like, you know, nothing. But she would want to listen to hear her son and, and know that I was, you know, like show that kind yeah. of support. So... Yeah. I, I say that because, um, you know, obviously with her, her birthday had, would have been 89 yesterday. But I say that, because, say that because I like to share my life on this program. It's just called the Tim DeMoss Show. It's not a fancy schmancy name with not big sizzle. It's just me. But um, we also, as part of that, want to encourage others and to share their and, stories. You and – Oh, <clears throat> yeah. Well, Gary Cobb, he calls in yes, once in a while. Yes, he does call a lot. Right, and Rob Motti. Yes. Yeah. Am I forgetting anybody? <laughs> Uh, we don't have a traffic person. Maybe we should get a traffic person. Is we that what you're tra- saying? We do need a traffic person. All right. So anyway, you get the idea. Sure I do. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I forget about Doug produces like a lot of great promos. He does. Promos. Those pods, he does those. Yeah. He Can't is forget so Doug. 
Yeah. That would not, he does, he helps create the best we could find show on Saturday afternoons, four to five. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Love Doug. So, and as a side offshoot of this little commentary, we do encourage you as we have the opportunity for you to call into the program. Mm -hmm. When we started a year ago, that was kind of like, where are we going to go with this? So it has gone into a direction of, we have lots of interviews, which I love. But we do have calls every now and again. We have contests. And I want to encourage people as they listen that your story matters. Your story matters because God made you. And so you have eternal value. No matter who you are or where you are at in life, if you're on the upswing, if you will, if you feel like you're on the downswing a little bit or life's been a little hard or a lot of hard or maybe it's gone well, uh, you matter. Not because of those things, but because God made you. And so... We invite you to call in, to uh, text in, to email in, to participate as we have opportunities and to share your story. In fact, our, re- our radio station right now, a little piece of that, we have something going called Share Your Story, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You grab we do. A, I, I've uh, read the script. Yeah, you have. You're the, yes. you're the dulcet tones. I am that. the tones. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you have to have this really expensive, uh, huge camera, right? And have a photo shoot. And Uh-huh. No. No. Yeah, it has to make me look a little different than yeah. I am now. <laughs> no, we just ask you for sharing your story yeah. to take a, take your cell phone out and do a quick little video, yeah. 30 seconds, yeah. and mention how the station has uh, been part of your life, share about yourself a little bit, and, and how, you know, maybe listen to Truth For Life with Alistair Beck at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Hey, feel free to, to share how that program has been a blessing to you. Upload that, and uh, we're going to actually make a $1,000 Visa gift card winner. Out of somebody. Now, by upload, you mean send it over to go to WFIL.com. I do. Okay. Yeah. So the details on Share Your Story are at WFIL.com. Okay. But we encourage that. And so that uh, having said all that, we have a couple of special guests this hour who are going to share some of their story, Joe. I, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You want to know who? I bet you I know, but go ahead. Ah, you know, well, all right. I'll just tell you. Yes. So coming up in a few moments, evangelist Alveda King. You may recognize her name. Oh, yes. She is the director of civil rights for the unborn for priests for life. Her uncle, you may have heard of, Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. MLK Jr. Yes. This is his niece, Alveda King. She's going to join us. She's in town this Thursday. A special event we'll talk about. It's a free event, actually. Uh, And also Mike Naraki, who has joined our program. Yes. Very creative man. Yes. Godly guy. Co-creator of the VeggieTales series. Very good friend of Larry the Cucumber. Yes, he is. <laughs> Best friend. Which Besties. I'm, yes, that's right. So uh, he, he's also started this new series called The Dead Sea Squirrels. It's a book series. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like Captain Underpants in a different way. Uh-huh. So Mike has a couple new books out. We're going to chat about those. And we have some copies to give away. Which is oh, nice, nice, you know? Yes. And we have gift cards to hand out to Duncan and to Wawa and to Rita's and to Panera. Yeah. I, I, I hope. Yeah, you know, I'm trying not to go to Rita's, but that Florida orange and the <laughs> cherry Wisniak, or black cherry, I can't remember what they call it. Black it, cherry Wisniak. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Frank's. Absolutely. Black, I, I mean, it tastes exactly like I remember Frank's tasting. Ooh. And their orange, their Florida orange, uh, not the mango, Florida orange. Right. If they have that, you're, you're it's gonna time cave. for a court. You're going to fold like a cheap suit on your <laughs> diet. I'm really good at staying away from sugars. Like, I only once in a while do I buy those donuts. I know. I'm I know. So I'm good. Yeah. All right. Apple pie. What else? Lemon meringue. 
Oh, that's a, my mom's lemon meringue. Back to my mom for a second. Yeah. The white part of the meringue yes. was like a fluffy cloud. And the and the meringue part, so good. Wow. I'm, I'm gaining five pounds just sitting here. I'm drooling. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. So let's take a quick break. And in a moment, uh, we're going to bring on Dr. Alveda C. King, niece of Martin Luther King Jr., and uh, by the way, Joe, there's another cool announcement we'll make later in the program. Fair enough? Sounds good. All right. Tim DeVos Show, AM560, WFIL, com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Very glad to bring aboard Evangelist Alvida King, Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life. Hello, how are you today? I'm just wonderful, and it's marvelous to greet you and your listening audience. We're, we're glad to hear your voice and glad that you're in town this Thursday. It's the 10th Annual Fundraising Banquet to Benefit Hope Pregnancy Center at Drexel Brook, and uh, you're the keynote speaker for that. And we'd love to hear maybe just a little bit of what you have in mind that night, what you what you would like to share, what's on your heart for the evening. Well, I'm so excited to join the community. We're living in a very good time here in America. People don't get to hear that because mainstream news a lot of time won't tell you all the wonderful, charitable, beautiful things that are happening in our communities. But the pregnancy care centers are one of those really wonderful opportunities for the community to turn out to help people in need, especially families, um, dads and moms who had to make a decision to keep a baby rather than aborting a baby. And they are making that choice more and more. And so the mother and the child get help, maybe even the dad, the community, the family. And so it's an opportunity for everybody to do something good and get involved. So I will be bringing a message of hope, encouragement, and an update on how things are really getting better for life in America. That sounds wonderful. You know, in your book, King Rules, 10 Truths for You, Your Family, and Our Nation to Prosper, one of the things that Mm -hmm. you mentioned in there is when you were going to write the book, you thought, well, maybe I can keep this to topics that are a little easier to discuss, like poverty or education. But you also Mm -hmm. said, you know, I decided we needed to go and tackle some of the things that are harder, like the the rights for the unborn, right? The babies and to make the decision to let them live and then to just have our own lifestyles change where we won't be having things like human trafficking, for example, uh, abortion and all of these things that put us into these situations. So if we can begin to help the community make better choices, such as preparing to be a family, planning to be a family in a healthy way, not with abortions and shots and pills and all of that kind of thing. But we will talk about that and give rays of hope or ways of hope to help people to live in a more healthy manner. Mary Campbell, who works here at the radio station, uh, gave me your book, uh, King Rules, and I highly recommend it. And, and, And in it, you have 10 chapters, first of which says, Make Home a Priority, and the second one Absolutely. says, serve your family. Maybe you could, just, if you don't yeah. mind, just sharing a little bit about the importance of, of the, those two things, making home a priority and serving your family. Because folks know your uncle, Martin Luther King Jr., and your father from their public outward work, but the in, the, what they did inside the home also, and, and the other leaders in your home had wonderful insights in the book. Well, whatever your home is and wherever your home is, uh, it still should be very peaceful and pleasant, the best that you can make it. It could be a huge home, a small studio apartment. You may live 
with parents or something like that and have your own room, all of those kinds of things. But I tell people, I'm a Christian evangelist. I, I love God. I serve Jesus Christ. I'm led by the Holy Spirit. So find peaceful places in your life and then home and family. Be kind to each other. I had to write some, uh, not write, I made an uh, audio apology to someone the other day, and I said if I had to do it again, I would be kinder. I'm sorry I was not kinder. Hmm. So we want to be kind and loving towards each other. Evangelist Alvita King, Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life, as our guest for a few moments. She's going to be the keynote speaker at this Thursday's 10th Annual Fundraising Banquet to benefit Hope Pregnancy Center. If you could just share uh, for a couple of moments, I know you have a busy day today, uh, just a little bit about your uncle, what you learned from him, and as well as your father, including the courage they had to live the way they did and to live out the, the love, life of love and forgiveness and not to, sh- to shrink back from the things that were difficult. Well, my father helped me to understand Acts 17:26 of one blood God made all people. And to love and forgive, even when my uncle Martin Luther King Jr. was killed, God, um, my uncle said, well, we're one blood, we're not separate races. So we're not going to be racist and hate white people and things like that, but we're going to love each other. And then we have to love and to forgive. And then when he was killed, I remembered his words. And today... I uh, had to counsel my goddaughter. She was saying that some things have happened. I said, well, we're going to forgive, we're going to love, and we're going to stay in our lane and stay focused. So those are the things that I continue to advise everyone to do. How did you grow up uh, in, in regards, because you had some obviously some very challenging circumstances, uh, having, I guess, your family home was bombed when you were little, and also your, fa- your dad's uh, office was bombed in Kentucky. And uh, you've seen it. So it's stuff that most folks never will taste. And, so we're, and obviously it's your faith. But, but if you could just share a little bit about what that's like to be able to practice forgiveness and practice what God has for you, you know, how to be, how to live this life. I grew up with a family that loved the Lord. I still love the Lord. And that's the message that I try to share with everyone. We just love and forgive and move forward. Evangelist Elvita King is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. She's Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life. Her uncle, Martin Luther King Jr., of course, very well known, as well as her father, A.D. King. This coming Thursday, you're at the 10th Annual Fundraising Banquet to benefit Hope Pregnancy Center in Philadelphia. The banquet itself is at Drexel Brook in Drexel Hill. Uh, In your book, um, King Rules, you do talk about whether it's abortion or whether it's poverty or family issues, that it's not just issues you're talking about, it's people. Speak to that, if you would, and the importance of keeping in mind that whatever it is, you're talking about real people, not just causes. Well, what we have to do, even in political decisions, because some people say, I'm a Christian, but I have to vote Democrat, or vice versa. I'm a Christian, I have to vote Republican, or I'm not a Christian and I have to vote Republican or whatever. We're not voting for parties. We're not voting for personalities. We're voting for policies and procedures. And we always want to just keep God in mind and say, I can like someone without agreeing with someone. And if I don't agree with their position, then maybe I should just make a different decision and just pray for them. The Bible says, pray for those who are in authority that we may live peaceful lives. So we pray for everyone. We love everyone. But I'm going to encourage everyone to always vote pro-life. Evangelist Alvita King, Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life. Again, the keynote speaker at this Thursday's 10th Annual Fundraising Banquet. 
to benefit Hope Pregnancy Center. Any closing thoughts on your side as far as maybe just even share briefly, you're doing a lot, but what the Lord has you doing these days and, and why you do what you do? Well, I'm a Christian evangelist who lifts up the name of Jesus and I desire life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for absolutely everyone. Well, thank you so much for taking time. God bless you, and keep up the good work, and we look forward to having you in town on Thursday. Thank you for this opportunity. God bless you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Evangelist Salvita King, Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life. She's at the 10th Annual Fundraising Banquet to benefit Hope Pregnancy Center. That's uh, this Thursday at 6.30, Drexelbrook Special Event Center in Drexel Hill. It's a free event. Registration closed down last Thursday, but I got special permission today that they will uh, open up in light of uh, Dr. King joining us on the program today. They're going to reopen that till midnight tonight only. So if you would like to see Alveda King this Thursday night at Drexelbrook, go to acts413.net. That's acts413.net. You may be familiar with Jim Maxim and um, the ministry of prayer that he has on WFIL. They're partnered together as very much a part of this event on Thursday. So you can go to acts413.net. And you can uh, get yourself registered for that absolutely free. The food at Drexelbrook, I've DJed there many times. The food there is fantastic. It's a free event, again, a fundraising banquet for uh, benefiting a Hope Pregnancy Center. All right, so details again on that, acts413.net. That registration has been reopened just till midnight tonight. I think there's a phone number here, too. In fact, Jim texted me that earlier. I'm going to quick look that up and throw this out to you. So if you want to call instead of go online, you can do the following. You can call, where is it? Here we go, 856 866-669-4129, 669-4129, Joe, I love what Dr. King had to say there. You can tell that she has learned in a, probably in a very real way how to love people quickly and not be a kind of person who sits around and dwells on the hurt. To have our mm. home bombed? Yeah. Yes. Seriously, I get upset if, they, if someone's walking their dog and doesn't clean up after the dog. Right. This is not having my home, my home bombed. Yeah. So I know. But, I mean, it takes a special outlook. Very, very special. <laughs> yeah. Very strong woman. So uh, I was. It was nice to have her on this book, by the way, that Mary and our sales, uh, you know, department gave Mary me. Campbell. King rules. Yeah. King rules. Ten truths for you, your family, and our nation to prosper. I didn't read every single page, but I read a lot of this book. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, almost every single page was like dripping with wisdom. It'd be kind of like you could read one or two pages and be like, okay, I'll just think about that for a while. And I'll come back and read another page, another two pages. Some interesting stuff, including and some fun insights, too. She said her uncle Martin Luther King Jr. was actually just a boy. He was a prankster for a time. He, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. She grew up, I think, in the house, uh, her Martin Luther King Jr., and her and Alvita's father mm-hmm. grew up in the same house, yes. and they had to take piano lessons. Did not like it at all, and so one day they sawed the the stool uh, at the, the legs off. <laughs> and I couldn't quite tell from the book if it, if, if that meant, meant like the teacher was going to sit down and fall off and it'd be over. But either way, they didn't want to have to take any more lessons, and so yeah. they went to extreme measures and actually cut the chair, the stool that they were supposed to sit on, mm. for practice. As an example of this great civil rights leader, yeah, amazing histor- you know, historic figure, obviously, just a kid at one point. <laughs> so, Get kid things. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the name of that book, if you're interested in looking it up, is called King Rules. It's Alveda King, who once again will be at this uh, Thursday's fundraising banquet for Hope Pregnancy Center at Drexelbrook. It's a special event center there, 4700 
uh, Drexel Book Drive in Drexel Hill. And if you want to register free till midnight, it has been reopened in honor of having Dr. King on the show. Acts413.net will uh, get to get you that opportunity. Well, I take a brief break and then we come back with the one and only Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales. He has a couple of books out. We're going to give you an opportunity to win those and we'll chat some more with him uh, and uh, have some prizes to hand out in addition to that, plus a special announcement of another giveaway we're doing. It's happening on the Tim DeMoss Show this afternoon, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 431, the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in. Forecast home for a sunny rest of the afternoon. Clear skies ahead. 57 the low tonight. Tomorrow's sunny for a while. The clouds moving in later in the day. And I have 74. Phillies at Atlanta tonight, starting a series with the Braves at 7:20. They're five games out of that wild card playoff spot. Just 14 games to cover a lot of ground there. Hopefully they can do so. Cleveland over the Jets last night in Monday Night Football, and the Flyers lost 3-1 to the Islanders in preseason hockey. Our guest we're bringing on now, Mike Naraki. He's the co-creator of Veggie Tales, very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, author of the Dead Sea Squirrels series as well. Hello, my friend. How you doing? Hey, Tim. How you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for carving out a little time in your super busy schedule to to uh, chat with us today. Oh, man. I've always got time for you, so thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> sure thing. Well, folks will know you as co-creator of Veggie Tales for sure. A uh, very good yep. friend of Larry the Cucumber. And among other things, author of the Dead Sea Squirrels series, we had you back on in, I guess it was May, when the first two books in this new series came out, Squirreled Away and Boy Meets Squirrels. So give the Reader's Digest version for folks who are not as familiar with this new venture in your life. Relatively new, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Dead Sea Squirrels is an early reader uh, series, uh, kind of akin to um, Captain Underpants, except for... Just, um, you know, the- they've got, you know, bushy tails and underpants and, uh, <laughs> and, and a wholesome lesson thrown in. But uh, Michael uh, Gomez is the lead character, and he is on, uh, he's spending the summer with his dad in Israel, who is an anthropologist. And Michael goes into a cave with his buddy Justin against his dad's wishes uh, to explore and comes across two salt-encrusted, dehydrated squirrels. And he thinks they're the coolest thing ever. And he decides to stash them in his backpack and sneak them back home with him to the States, uh, which he does. And uh, he ends up putting them on his dresser uh, in his bedroom to kind of air out on the first, the first day before fifth grade, first night before fifth grade. And uh, it leaves the window open. They get rained on and rehydrate. turns out that uh, it's an old Jewish couple named Merle and Pearl Squirrel who lived during the time of Christ and got suspended in time and kind of, uh, you know, salt-preserved for the for millennia. Um, so it's really fun. So they turn out to be sort of the kooky grandparents that he never have had and uh, sort of, you know, helped him in his life as a, as a fifth grader in modern, in modern times. Yeah, that's great. Now the new, and the new ones that are out, Nutty Study Buddies and Squirrel Nap just came out. And I guess each of these stories has some kind of a main thought, you know, they're different, or main point, like the VeggieTales work often did. Right. Maybe summarize, if you can, the, the Nutty Study Buddies and the Squirrel Nap, the, the main concept that each one of those tackles. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Nutty Study Buddies talks about diligence. Um, and, and really, every, every episode has, 
has a callback to a New Testament story. So uh, Pearl Squirrel um, is sort of, she's sort of the wise one, uh, the, the, the wiser of the two squirrels. <laughs> and when she sees that uh, something is going on in Michael's life that, you know, maybe he could use a few pointers with, you know, she recalls um, an Old Testament story, whether it be, be a story of Jesus or, or the disciples, to kind of help him um, with his, his issues. And so, right. um, yeah, so she, she recalls one of Paul's writings to the early church about diligence, and she helps share that story, and he's able to kind of wrap that into what he's going through with uh, studying, you know, having a really hard time studying for a math test. So that, that's Nutty Study Buddies. And then, um, and, and, and I, I got to say, too, that um, what's happening, too, is there's sort of an overall story happening through the series as there's a bad guy, the, the man in the suit and sunglasses, who's trying to get the squirrels back. He follows Michael back from Israel, and he works for a wealthy artifact collector, and he's trying to get these squirrels back, um, back <laughs> right, home. So, right. so there's always sort of that intrigue going on with the, the squirrels, and the squirrels are loving it in modern-day Tennessee, which is where they are. There's so many trees and, and you know, abundance of, you know, nuts and fruit and, you know, all the stuff that they eat, and they love it there, and they don't want to go back to the Dead Sea, uh, and so they're, they're trying to stay put as well. So uh, Squirrel Napped is um, the man in suit and sunglasses actually – captures Pearl, and uh, they have to rescue her. And there's a, you know, a lesson in there as well. You know what? And I'm, I, I'm drawing a book. I can't recall it, but it's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chatting chat with Mike Naraki. He's, again, the co-creator of VeggieTales, very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, and uh, author of the Dead Sea Squirrel series. And there are four uh, at this point now with the new release of Nutty Study Buddies and Squirrel Napped. How important is it that folks read them in order? Yeah, it's kind of a build. As I was sort of conceiving it, I was sort of thinking of it as it in terms of a uh, sort of, you know, I mentioned Captain Underpants meets uh, Stranger Things, um, you know, meets like the Fairly Odd Parents, you know. So it's got elements of those, but it's very, it's very serialized in the sense that there's, there's a story leading from one book to the next. So it's important to read it from the first book. Okay. Uh, and by the way, yeah. when we talked last time with Squirreled Away and Boy Meets Squirrels 1 and 2, DSS... Not DS, but DSS, uh, uh -huh. one and two. Are they numbered on the book? I remember having trouble, honestly, the first time. I couldn't, I didn't like to see a big fat oh. one and a big fat two. And maybe it's because <laughs> I wasn't really looking, but. <laughs> well, it, it is, and I can't recall, you might have gotten the early reader copies, like the advanced reader copies. That's probably um, it, yeah. Uh, with, yeah, so uh, the, the actual production runs, they, the numbers are right on the spine. Okay, very good. Just yeah, to, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> make it easy. How much, <laughs> yeah, of, exactly. how much of the big picture do you have outlined where the stories are going to be going from now versus even learning as you go, as you're writing them? And even, because it's a whole new chapter, you did dozens of VeggieTales videos, so... Obviously, that, that yeah. grew over time. So this is like a, yeah. a new newer thing, but you've been working on it in your mind, I'm sure, for a long time, too. But as you're actually writing it out and you're actually putting them in print, you're like, oh, you look back and say, okay, I want to do this one next time. Yeah, you know, um, because it's a kind of a serial story, there's kind of an overarching story. I had to sort of plan that out for the first six books before I dove in at all with any of the individual books. And so I laid out sort of the, the overarching series and then just did sort of a kind of an outline. Okay, this will happen in this book. This will happen in this book. Sort of made sure those all fit together. And then I would go into each book and, and do a detailed beat, kind of a, a beat outline of that before I started going in and writing it. So, okay. and with veggie sales, you know, typically we would go to a different kind of environment in a different world every show, and they would be all, all be sort of standalones. And the consistency would be Bob and Larry on the countertop. 
but since this kind of continues one story to the next, you know, I kind of had to get in there and plan kind of overall a little bit more. Um, and I've got an idea, the second series, which will be book seven through 12, you know, I'm cooking on that already. I have a general idea of where I want that to go. Okay. Uh, but, you know, but then I'd have to lay that out. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a little bit different in that sense. Mike Naraki is our guest, co-creator of VeggieTales, very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, author of the Dead Sea Squirrel series. There are two new ones out. Nutty Study Buddies and Squirrel Napped. If you'd like to win a copy of one of those, send me a quick text to 610 500 Dove, 610 500 3683, and just type in the word squirrel. I don't care how you spell it, and we'll put your name in the hat to win a copy, courtesy of Mike Naraki and, uh, and uh, WFIL. Quick break, we'll come back with more on WFIL. Tim DeMoss Show, thanks for tuning in. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. Mike Naraki is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com, co-creator of the VeggieTales series, done a lot of other great work over the years, including the 321 Penguin series, very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, and author of this uh, relatively new Dead Sea Squirrel series. We had Mike on back in the spring when the first two books came out, Squirreled Away and Boy Meet Squirrels, just came out in the last week or so, uh, Nutty Study Buddies and Squirrel Nap, books three and four in this series. Some folks definitely do know you from those VeggieTales days and will maybe carry that expectation or mindset uh, over to anything else you do the rest of your life, by the way. It doesn't even matter what you're doing. Just, oh, you're the guy. Do you play baseball like that? Do you talk that way all the time? So, so. I talk like Larry all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah just imagine at the dinner table. Pass the salt. Uh, so when it comes to the Dead Sea Squirrel series, how were of that association were you? Did you think it was important that there actually be some kind of connection or carryover, or did it, did you even go out of your way to say, no, I, I, I kind of want to make this separate, so if nobody knows me at all, from VeggieTales, yeah. this stands on its own. Well, you know, I, I think at the heart of it for both VeggieTales and the Dead Sea Squirrels, what I'm really interested in doing and what I feel is my calling is to provide entertainment that can help parents pass on biblical values to their kids. And so in that sense, you know, that, that's at the, the heart of the squirrels, just as it was at the heart of VeggieTales for me. And so um, that's a common theme. You know, and I actually, I had done a nod to... Um, Bob and Larry within the squirrels uh, books, there, there are a pair of squirrels named, um, and I, I forget if they come up in book four or book five, but there's three squirrels that live in a tree near near Michael's house that interact with uh, Merle and Pearl, and it's uh, Bob, Larry, and Mary squirrel. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sneaky, Mike. Pretty sneaky. Exactly, exactly. Just a little tip of the hat, you know. <laughs> well, books five and six, not to get too far ahead, but if a person... Uh, if on the horizon, I guess if you look closely and squint, you can see, uh, was it Tremendous Trouble and Whirly Squirrelies? That's next March, I believe, is the release date, at least on Amazon. That's what they say. Exactly. Yeah, that's when they're coming out. Uh, they'll be out in the spring of next year. So, okay. um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. And then, you know, kind of, you know, what I'm doing right now is I originally conceived the series as an animated series into a into a book series where I was able to actually, you know, work out all the stories and everything. And so now I've gone back in on the other end and I'm doing screenplay versions of all of them and, you know, looking for a way to get it made into an animated series. So I'm currently working on that as well. Oh, okay. All right. So that's another yeah. side, yeah. another another track for it. I was going to ask you about that other, if it would take another form, just like VeggieTales, the video side. I know there were times where there was at least a, a stage show where you go out and see them in public at a, at a big 
you know, uh, right. like, yeah, Kendra. yeah. So, so you're, yeah. so, so the squirrels may be coming in video form as well is what you're saying, just to make sure I'm hearing you properly. Yeah. Yeah. That's my hope. I'd love for them, whether on video or, you know, on some sort of a video, you know, video on demand service or, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. That's what I'm uh, looking forward in the future with them. Okay. Mike Naraki is our guest, co-creator of again, VeggieTales for many years, a very good friend of Larry, the cucumber author of the dead sea squirrel series. We've been chatting about that because two of the new, the new newest two in the installment uh, and that series is out. Is that 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 pairing going to continue on? As far as you can tell, it seems to be a good way of releasing two at a time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I that that's kind of uh, seems like a good way to do it. We we started with the first two because the first book tends to be a scrolled way was had a little bit more of a cliffhanger because it, it was basically a setup for the series. And we wanted to release two at the same time yeah. uh, to give you, you know, to give readers kind of that satisfaction of knowing, okay, what happens next meeting the squirrels and all that. So then we just, just decided to go with that pairing uh, as we go. Okay. You know, uh, you, you kind of referenced there the, the goal, whether it was with VeggieTales or with uh, the, the ser- squirrel series that your um, Dead Sea Squirrels that you uh, really are after helping you know parents with their children and, and biblical values that the tone of those with veggie tales and with the dead sea squirrel series seems to be similar in terms of having it keeping it simple boiled down uh not over the top not not heavy-handed but still have enough of it in there that it's clear like this is where it's coming from this is where the sense of doing right or wrong or whatever character trait or you're talking about is it has its roots in god's word it's not just a general thought thrown out there have you found that the outreach aspect to those who may see the videos for Veggie Tales back in the day or read the uh, books, the Dead Sea Squirrels books, and don't necessarily consider themselves Christians, what, what what response have you been able to gauge from them if they if they get it and they respect? Hey, thanks for for this, and uh, uh, I may I may not be a Christian, I'm good with it. Or do you even find that a little morality sometimes is a turn off to people? Like, oh, you can try and preach to me, <laughs> you know? Well. You know, I, I certainly have found through VeggieTales that, you know, people really, uh, even if they weren't necessarily, you know, believers or, uh, you know, regular church attenders, that they appreciated the entertainment value of VeggieTales and really the kind of the, the, the moral lessons and values for their kids. You know, the mark of good storytelling and what we tried to do with VeggieTales when I continue to try to do is, you know, every, every good story has a theme at the center of it. And if you can if you can tell a good story out of that theme, um, you know the theme is highlighted without it feeling like you're being preached at, you know, or or hit over the head with the message. It just yeah. comes out organically from the story. And so, um, so I think a, a story told well from a biblical perspective, from a biblical worldview, can just be a good story. And you know, and I think um, people react to good stories. Yeah. So uh, you know, that, that's my hope for for everything that I do. Mike Naraki is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com here in Philly. Uh, one other quick question for you. Just VeggieTales, of course, worked on a lot of levels, maybe first and foremost the younger kids, but at the same time those in the double-digit range into teenage years and even adults. Uh, for example, you know, with, with VeggieTales often playing off something well-known like Lord of the Beans as a takeoff on Lord of the Rings. And the older yeah. set would have seen the movie and understand, oh, that's funny. And the younger kids may have no idea what Lord of the Rings is, but they just appreciate the story for what it is. Um, yeah. As it pertains to the Dead Sea Squirrel series, a little different or no? Is it more of an, a tighter audience who's going to get it and appreciate it compared to how VeggieTales could work on so many levels? Yeah, you know, part of what I wanted to do with Dead Sea Squirrels is, is actually, you know, I remember raising my own kids and just loving 
the time when I could read with them, you know, when they were younger. And then mm. uh, it got them really excited about reading on their own and reading chapter books later. And so part of part of what I wanted to do is just to write books for maybe, maybe you know, with, with VeggieTales, we love to kind of tailor the lesson uh, language for preschoolers um, and then have fun for the whole family after that, you know, just in the humor. And, uh, you know, here with Betsy Squirrels, they're targeted, you know, toward early readers, so really first through fifth grade, so in stuff that's kind of relevant to kids of that age. Hmm. Um, but I think, you know, just in terms of, of my humor, I just sort of, you know, whenever I can, I, I sneak in stuff that just makes me laugh that I think is funny, uh, <laughs> you know, that I, that I hope that, you know, if, if a parent happens to be reading to their child or reading along, um, that they're also going to get it, you know, and I, you know, I think back of, uh, you know, kind of in my childhood and, you know, kind of, you know, Bugs Bunny and the Muppet Show and all of that, it, it just worked on different levels. Um, and if you, I think you can have great character humor that, that, you know, a character that's, that's sort of funny in, in, in itself that, you know, that, that is both funny to kids and adults that you can have fun with, with language and, you know, other kind of humor that, that kids may not catch that, that parents will appreciate as well. Mike Naraki is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Quick break. We'll wrap up our chat with Mike in a minute. And while we do, go ahead and call in. If you'd like to win a gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, 800-560-WFIL right now, 800-560-9345 to win a gift card to WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 452 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com with Mike Naraki, the co-creator of VeggieTales, very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, 321 Penguins, and author of the Dead Sea Squirrels series. Two brand new books out. If you want to win a copy, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Throw the word squirrel in there. We'll put you in the drawing for Nutty Study Buddies or Squirrel Napped. Both are available now. Uh, Mike, in all the years I've had you on the radio, I don't think I've ever actually asked you about your favorite, you know, we talked to all these characters you've been connected with. Was there a particular cartoon or comic that inspired you a lot or you really, really appreciated? Yeah, I love the old Warner Brothers stuff, all the Bugs Bunny stuff. There was just something so you know, compelling, you know, uh, part of it was Mel Blanc and, you know, Tex Avery, kind of their, the hand that they brought to it. Yeah. So I love Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, all that stuff from a humor perspective. I continue to love it into an adult because, you know, there was, there was, uh, as an adult, because there were just multiple layers of humor there. I also remember I was a huge, um, and, and this is sort of regional, uh, depends on where you grew up in the country. Speed Racer was a big thing for me when I was a kid. And that was mostly just action. I used to watch Speed Racer. It was kind of a an Americanized anime. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and I'd, I'd go out and jump on my big wheel right after speed race was over and, you know, <laughs> race around, race around the neighborhood. <laughs> so. I remember, I remember, don't go too fast. Speed, you're liable to crash. I remember <laughs> <laughs> was always, exactly. always saying yeah. that Jim, Jim, I remember that. Wow. It's been a long time since <laughs> yeah, I've seen exactly. that show. That's great. Uh, yeah. That's great. Uh, and is there any other inspiration like that? Like I, for me, in, in recent years, in terms of the world of even cartooning or books, or like uh, Calvin and Hobbes is huge. I love Calvin and Hobbes and the layers. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. So. yeah, no, Cal- Calvin and Hobbes, I, I absolutely love love that as well. And so, yeah, I think, you know, as I look at the squirrels, Captain Underpants, in terms of the, the layout and the format and the amount of illustrations, you know, that, that was something that I thought, okay, this is great, because I remember – 
you know, my kids when they were little, you know, got into that and right. it's really, you know, really fun for them. I thought, wow, you know what, if I could, if I could make something that is as engaging as that on a reader level, uh, but yet have, you know, really, really wonderful lessons that help support what they're also learning in church, you know, that, that would be a great combination. Well, one reason that we're, I'm really glad to be able to have you on and let people know about the Dead Sea Squirrel series and the work that you do is because it really does help support parents as they're trying to raise their families and to give them options, you know, and your kids, kids burn through stuff pretty quickly. So, uh, you yeah. know, I think we have all the VeggieTales videos, like which one do you want to see? I've seen them all dad 19 times. <laughs> yeah. Well, which one was the most, re- we saw this one, but it's only been three weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> sim- <laughs> so thank you for doing what you do and uh, that it's a blessing to our family. I'm sure tons of other families and what a, what a great way to help on the practical side of everyday life to be able to help people be able to, to do that with their family. So, uh, and speak, oh, yeah. Well, 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 thank you, Tim. Yeah. And I think so much of it is, you know, you know, taking, you know, each story and each piece of, of media that goes out there, you know, from, a, from my perspective, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't need to be, you know, um, you know, be everything to everybody, but uh, so much of it is just normalizing uh, belief in the minds of kids to say, Hey, you know, it's not, it's not weird to believe that there's a God who made me, who loves me, who wants a relationship with me. These, you know, this, this is a commonly held belief. Um, this is something that I, I get from my family, that I get from my church. Um, but yet it is, the, it is a worldview that is absent in so much of the media that kids consume. Hmm. Um, and so, so just, just that, you know, the stories that uphold those beliefs is just normalizing for kids to say, yeah, you know what, this is, this is, this is a valid thing to believe and a valid way to be. And, you know, I have to be ashamed of it. I love, I love that mindset, that normalization thing. You can't like, you may make change the entire world, but there should be a pocket. There should be a place somewhere where, yeah, they have at least the option of realizing, Oh, someone else thinks this way. This is fine. It's creative. It's good. It made a great point. So I'm glad for that very much. Your family doing okay. I know you big changes. You're teaching now. And one of your sons is in your child's your son's in school, I think. And, or college? Or? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a uh, I'm a professor of film and animation at Lipscomb College here in Nashville. I'm I'm excited about that. This is my first full uh, uh, teaching year there. I uh, spent the last couple years um, getting my MFA in film, uh, so I'm having a really good time doing that as I'm working on other projects. Um, my daughter is finishing up her senior year in college, and my son is starting college. So uh, my wife and I, Lisa, are experiencing. Uh, the empty nest for the first time. Um, so, uh, so yeah, big, big changes, but it's all, it's all good. That's great. Well, keep up the good work. Please greet your family for us. And we're uh, glad to let the audience know about the Dead Sea Squirrels and the continued great work you're doing. Ken, thank you so much, man. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on again. And uh, God, God bless you and your family as well. Our privilege. Very good. Thanks, Mike. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales. Very good friend of Larry the Cucumber. Lots of great work with 321 Penguins and author of this Dead Sea Squirrel series. The two books that are just released, Nutty Study Buddies and Squirrel Nap, came out, I guess, a week or two ago. If you want to win a copy, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Just throw your name in there and the word squirrel. Don't worry about spelling. And if you happen to win, we will text you back and let you know. Uh, Also, a quick couple things. I mentioned a special announcement. For King and Country, big concert in Trenton, New Jersey at the Cure Insurance Arena. It's a week from tomorrow, Wednesday the 26th. We're going to have tickets to give away for that King and, for King and Country concert starting this Thursday on the afternoon show. And speaking of Thursday, don't forget, Alveda King, niece of Martin Luther King Jr., who was on with us earlier this hour, 
She's at Drexelbrook this Thursday night as part of the 10th annual fundraising banquet to benefit Hope Pregnancy Center, Acts413.net. Till midnight tonight, free registration that's been reopened, Acts413.net. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.